the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connection. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Best way to reach us and to find out what we do is go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. My guest today, and I say guest because I have a duo. I have two California State Assembly members, Mr. Canson Chu and Mike Gibson. And I want to introduce them to you, and we're going to talk about a bunch of different things on how laws are even made so we get people involved in this and we have other subjects too. So I want to say hi to Mike and hi to Cancer. How are you guys doing this morning? Great. Thank you very much for inviting us. <laughs> well, you know, what's been happening in our country and what's going to happen here in 2020, uh, people need to pay more attention to government. And everybody's focused on national issues, but local government is very important. Can you guys give your own sort of perspective on why it's so important right now for us to be, you know, paying attention to government? I definitely yield this question to my leader, you know, the caucus uh, chairperson, and also very involved with many of our our caucuses. And so I would just yield that question to my Gibson, Chair Gibson. Thank you very much, Kansas. I really appreciate it. And Carl, I am the Assembly Democratic Caucus Chair. And again, appreciate you allowing us to come on the show. What you're seeing on the local level is people hurt in their pain. You've seen people protesting. You've seen people crying. You've seen people really uh, disgusted with our justice system. Um, here in California, but all across the United States, not only across the United States, but globally. And this is starting on a local level where voices are saying we matter and we want change to take place in our community. And we will no longer be silent on the things that matter. Dr. Martha King said that silence is a form of betrayal. And I think what's happening on the local level is that people are no longer just coming from the streets or from their um, from the, their jobs and going into their homes and closing their doors and isolating themselves from what's going on outside. I am my brother's keeper, and people are displaying that um, each and every day when you see a protest takes place. They're allowing their voices to be heard. They refuse to be found guilty of the things that matter. What's mm-hmm. taking place is that we want uh, police reform to take place. 
um, in our country, and we want it now. We've seen on television, we've seen on social platforms where there is an abuse of power, and the people are saying no more. We mm. are the people that forms this perfect union. This union is not perfect, but the people are demanding that we um, transform our country and our laws, and they demand action now. And so Canton and myself are stepping up to that plate to try mm-hmm. to give them exactly what they want in, form, in terms of policies that matter, policies that change people's lives, policy Mm -hmm. that encourage and build people up, not put people down, policies that take our brothers and sisters off the streets from being homeless, policies that create a opportunity for people to become homeowners and get off the streets and um, become and receive uh, the kind of um, wraparound services they need so they can get themselves up from the, from the ground and pick themselves Mm -hmm. up and, and be part of the American uh, fabric and dream. And so we are in a very unique position. Um, Canton and myself with like our colleagues to create um, policy that matters, that makes the difference, especially living in the climate of COVID-19. Mm, that was Thank great. You. That was very right. powerful. Canton. Uh, yeah, tough act to follow. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to say as a life member of NAACP, as an immigrant mm-hmm. and a strong and consistent supporter of community of color and mm-hmm. immigrant rights, you know, I fully acknowledge and understand the this, this systematic racism uh, that we face and uh, then and now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very honored to serve at the caucus under the leadership of the Chairman uh, Gibson. Over the uh, six years I was there, you know, uh, Chairman Gibson, under his leadership, we have uh, increased the number of the Democrat in the assembly from 52 to 57. Mm. So I want to also, I want to have a shout out for uh, Chair Gibson. Well, you know, Kansas, you know, you know, um, you uh, started something and, and I should probably, you know, let you uh, at least talk a little bit about your history of how you, Kansas Chu, got to be into the state assembly. You know, what path did you take? And then, Mike, we'll probably come to you because your path could have been similar, but it could have been different. And I think folks who are listening need to know how do people become Canson Chews and the Mike Gibsons? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey, Canson? All right, just uh, somebody to, uh, took the wrong path in, in their career. <laughs> I, <laughs> I came to this country with uh, two luggage full of textbook as a graduate student and I basically had nothing. And after I got my master's degree in uh, engineering, I got hired on by IBM and relocated to San Jose in 1978. So I've been a, a resident of San Jose uh, since 1978. And uh, during that time, I, I had an opportunity with, with my wife and I and some of IBM. We started a Chinese restaurant. And that was a, really a, a, a opened the door for me to interfe- interface with a lot of community members. And uh, I started my public service uh, a career as a, a board member of Santa Clara County Behavior Health Board. And I served there for six years and also during a time 
I was on the YMCA board and, and many other community-based organizations. In 2001, I started uh, running for an uh, elected uh, office. I was elected to Berryessa School Board and served there for uh, five years. And there's this opening in the San Jose City Council in 2016. I, uh, no, 20, 2006, and, and got a, a run for that seat and served the San Jose City for eight years before I moved on to the State Assembly. I'd be very, very honored to represent uh, the people in the east side of the San Jose and definitely um, working with the people uh, like Chair Gibson to uh, have craft policy that would really benefit all people in California. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful history. Now, Mike, was yours similar or a little different? How did you become such a public servant? Well, first of all, I think it goes back to my great-great-grandparents who were all slaves. Mm. Um, And, you know, and um, their stories, my great-grandmother's stories about uh, the hard times um, that was upon her as a young child growing up in slavery. And then my, my mom and father, who both just um, obtained um, high school diplomas. That's the highest they've actually achieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they migrated from, uh, Tex- uh, from, from Texas to California. They eloped uh, to California. My father <laughs> worked on the Pacific Railroad, and my mother, she did domestic work. My father uh, heard about a job being a truck driver. <clears throat> he left the Pacific Railroad and became a truck driver, and he stayed on that job one job for 47 years. Mm. And my mother, she, again, cleaned rich people's homes mm-hmm. um, on the day, five days a week. <clears throat> uh, but that was an opportunity for us, our humble beginnings, me and my three sisters, uh, that we uh, gleaned from the, their experience and they wanted better for us. And so all of us went to college and got our degrees and, you know, we have oh. professional careers and things of that nature. And I started out um, as a janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaning uh, the, the University of, University of Cal State Dominguez mm-hmm. uh, in, in the city of Carson. And that's where I had my first real job being a janitor. And um, then I went on uh, to college school, became uh, um, a police officer, was the first African-American to become a police officer in the history of the Maywood Police Department. And last, because the police department no, no longer exists, Mm-hmm. Um, with Maywood, the sheriff's department is providing uh, law enforcement services to the people of the city of Maywood. And then I got it. Then my partner was killed and I got into the labor movement mm-hmm. and I started fighting for janitors. Imagine that me becoming me being a janitor, mm-hmm. becoming the statewide political director for justice for janitors in Northern California, as well as Southern California, fighting for the dignity, the respect and the rights and the benefits for mm-hmm. janitors. Um, in the state of California. And so I enjoyed doing that work. I worked for the teachers union and then also I worked for the board of equalization. And then I was elected to the Carson city council in 2005, mm-hmm. served there almost nearly 10 years. And then I was elected to the state assembly in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, um, then I was elevated uh, and reelected. And then Speaker Anthony Renda gave me an opportunity to serve him um, as the Assembly Democratic Caucus Chair when he became the Speaker of the California State Assembly, which he still holds that title today. And I'm very grateful for his leadership. But I want to also talk about something that Kansen said. Kansen talked about uh, his humble beginnings and coming to California with two suitcases with tax books and matriculating <laughs> in his degree. Um, coming from another country. But see, that's the American dream. And so yes. that's what people can do. People can come from another country mm-hmm. and not even speak the, the language and still have opportunities that are, are massive to mm-hmm. achieve. California and the United States of America give you, we are the land of opportunity. And there are some people who believe that opportunities are only for a few. Mm, and we push back, we push back on that rhetoric, we say that not only California, but America is the land of opportunity, no matter who your mom and daddy is, mm. no matter what language you speak, no matter what your zip code is, damn it, mm. you can achieve here in the United States of America and California because we are the land of opportunities. And so it's not opportunities for a few people, but it's opportunities for, for more people. All they got to do is seize the opportunity, seize yeah. the moment. And build on it. Mahandi Gandhi said, and then Barack Obama continued it on, you must be the change you want to see. Well, I want to say here emphatically, Kansan Chu became the change that he wanted to see in his community. Mm -hmm. That's why he ran for public office. Being a restaurant owner could not contain all of the, the, the positivity and things that he has in store for his community. He loves his community. Mm. He, he labors for his community. And no one, you know, twists his arms to become a member, a life member of the NAACP. He did it because it matters. Mm-hmm. Because he realized that our stories are similar. Mm. He realized that there are more that brings us together than separates us. Mm. And so we are grateful to have a member like Kansan Shu on the green carpet on the floor of the California State Assembly, fighting unapologetically for the people that he represents. And sometimes, Carl, being in this position, we're going to make some people upset. Yes. Mm. No matter what we do, we're going to make people upset. If we make a affirmative action on a particular decision, it's going to cause people on the other side of that decision to, to, to hate us, to throw grenades mm-hmm. at us. But mm-hmm. we are listening to the, we have our hand on the pulse of our community and, and we are uh, hearing the voices of our community and making those decisions. Sometimes I make my colleagues upset on mm-hmm. the floor. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They don't Mm -hmm. live where I live. They don't walk in my shoes. They don't live next door to my neighbors. They don't go to Mm -hmm. my grocery stores. So I have to hear the voices of the people in my community. And again, sometimes my own colleagues don't understand that. And that's okay. You represent your community, boo, and let me represent my community. And Kansan Chu has done that. Man, that's very powerful. Kansan, I see why he's the the, the caucus chair. There's a big difference in, in our caucus. Like I say, increased the member of the Democrat caucus from 52 to 57. And it really demonstrate a very inclusiveness, you know, for all the members and, and to make us feel very uh, empowered in, in the sense. So, yes, there we go. That's the Chair Gibson. Well, let me do this, guys. We're going to stop for this half, and we're going to bring some other stuff on the second half. Stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Bay Area residents, we need your help. 
The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com and see how we help Bay Area communities. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, this is Carl Davis Jr. again, and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. My guest today is the Assembly Democratic Caucus Chair, Mr. Mike Gibson, and our local and own Mr. Kansen Chu. And Kansen, I just want to talk to you. That was a wonderful story you said about how you came over here uh, with just a, a suitcase full of some tax books. And, and, and that story is fantastic. Kansen, but I want to ask you, why now, after serving in the, in the State Assembly, why do you want to become a Santa Clara County Board of Supervisor? Thank you, Carl. You know, like I say, I've been really, really honored to have the opportunity to serve uh, with Chair Gibson and and uh, Speaker Renda and many of our colleagues in Sacramento. But I wanted to be, bring my years of a, a public service experience to come home and to focus my efforts into the issues that are really uh, close to our home would have the housing issue, the homeless issue, the, the, the traffic congestions, and so on and so forth. So I can be more impactful as a county supervisor. Mm. Well, you know, I, um, I know that being a county supervisor, your influence, you know, all through the county, and it's a lot of social stuff. And, and I've been a big economic development sort of person being a chamber chair. You know, how do you see the county taking more of a, I'll say a role in making sure that the economic equality of our communities are, are better? How do, you, how do you see it taking more of a role as a county supervisor? When I first got elected to the assembly, I have the honor to be appointed as the chair of the Human Services Committee. And county's work is really mostly uh, human services. So we, we definitely need to help with the people in the disadvantaged community, with the uh, people more vulnerable uh, community, the olders and the, 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 the youngers. And that's why, uh, I, and, and, and I want to also mention about the mental health, you know, because I started my public service as a, a board member of Santa Clara Be- Behavior Health uh, a, a Committee. So I really wanted to be able to see some uh, changes in the human services and to the most vulnerable people in our community. I've always been a proponent of looking at somebody's complete body of work. And I've known you and your wife, Daisy, and you guys have come out and you've supported many of my events, and I've seen you at other people's events too. Tell me a little bit, Kenson, about your heart in supporting all communities in the San Jose area. Definitely, you know, as an immigrant who came to this country that doesn't really speak much of the English, to be able to get to where I am here you know, I felt that I uh, I have to give up, give out. My heart is always on the, the newer immigrants, and uh, we need to provide some additional help 
to be able to help them to be a contributing member of our community. When I was on the school board, you know, we have a parents' university for all those uh, family with, with a student of English as a second language, trying to uh, help them to uh, uh, integrate into our community. And I also wanted to uh, thank you, you know, the ethnic chamber for all the work you have done. You know, you partner with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and has so many, so many wonderful events and helping those uh, uh, immigrant or a colored entrepreneur to be able to uh, really have a place in society. So uh, coming during this uh, COVID-19, I think you'll be playing an even more important roles, and I will definitely be happy to uh, work with you in any capacity I can. Well, Canton, I, I I love the fact that you're running for county supervisor, and I know that there's there's always issues that follow people, and there's a controversial issue about the ACA five that I wanted to get your thoughts on it and how you felt about it, and give me a little history about that. And I know Mike and you work together on that, so can you tell me a little bit on your stance on that ACA five issue, Canton? Right, you know I take a neutral position on ACA five. I'm not going to uh, go out to to opposing ACA five, but I pretty much took the position based on my experience with the people in my community and a lot of, like I say, a lot of immigrants uh, and uh, a lot of uh, people in the disadvantaged community, they, uh, from time to time, over time, always told me that the biggest uh, uh, barrier for their children to get into the college is we remove the barrier of the uh, higher education we will have opened up the gates for so many people from my community to even thinking about going to college at a younger age and they could be better prepared uh, uh, with our pretty decent public uh, education in, 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 in the east side. Well, Mike Gibson, as an African-American and, and a author of the you know, bill itself, you know, what's your take on that, Mike? Well, uh, first of all, thank you very much for the question. And I want to say that uh, Kansen uh, also supported a, a great bill in California, um, and that was making community college free for all. He talked about removing the barriers. Well, Kansen Chu removed the barriers. He has done ACA 5 is to repeal Proposition 209. Uh, ACA 5 is a constitutional amendment, is a constitutional amendment uh, that would, um, if approved, uh, by California voters, repealed Proposition 209. 209 was voted and passed by the voters of California over 25 years ago. Carl, I don't know if you've ever had toying around growing up and where someone tied your tied one of your hands behind your back and you had to fight with one hand. Well, that's mm -hmm. Proposition 209. 209, we've been fighting with one hand tied behind our back. We've been trying to fight against homelessness. We've been trying to fight against, fight against the educational disparities in our communities. We've been trying to fight, about, fight against, you know, <clears throat> people not giving, giving contracts to people of color. We've been fighting and trying to fight against um, 
not being able to go to a university. All we're saying is 209, we have the statistical data that show that 209 is, is not helping the people that it said it would help. It said it will level the playing field. Well, it has not done that. And let me give you a prime example. Why it has not done that? When you look at those who are homeless, when you look at those who are, don't have housing, when you look at those who don't have contracts um, as a small business and trying to compete with other businesses, women have been disenfranchised and Proposition 209 was supposed to open up the gate for more women to become contractors, become business owners, and it has not happened. So what we're saying those who have signed on board to support Proposition 2, uh, excuse me, ACA 5, those who have said that we need to have California voters revisit it, and that's all we're saying. Let the voters decide whether or not we should, that, that 209 is actually working or not. And if it's not working, we're saying we want to bring back um, affirmative action um, to California. Other states have, have, have it. We need more doctors and nurses in the medical field. Well, repealing 209 will allow that to happen because we're going to allow people to enter into medical school, into college. We're not saying they're unfit, they're unqualified, they're uneducated. They still have to take state tests, state bars, and things of that nature. But give them the opportunity to get to that point. Give them the uh, opportunity to follow their dream, to become the best and the brightest in the medical field that we can provide. Become the best teachers that we can provide in a classroom to speak to our young people, to help educate and shape the young minds that are waiting for those kinds of opportunities in California. And again, <clears throat> Proposition 209 promised something. It promised to be colorblind in our society um, and, and give opportunities for all. But reverse has happened, and the data strongly suggests that we need to uh, leave it to voters to decide whether or not we should um, 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 reverse Proposition 209 in the case state of California. Well, Mike, I uh, I can attest to that. I was a I was a first executive um, president for the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce in 1990, and here it is, 2020, and the same issues we had in 1990. It's 30 years later, and those same issues. You have a very difficult time having black general contractors in the city of San Jose. The reason being is contracts were not given to them when they were not uh, general contractors. Well, guys, we're almost about the end of our show. Canton, I want to, I want to thank you for coming on and Mike Gibson for coming on and Canton. I look forward to even interview you and again, because we want to hear more and more from you. We think you have a wonderful heart. You support many communities and we just want to say thank you for coming on our show. And I tell my audience, stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.